Welcome back to 10 Minute Investing Canada, where we try and increase those returns in less time than your morning commute. I'm your host, Austin Benz. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are going to talk about copper. And I'm moving forward. I do want to do some more episodes on copper and precious metals in general. Maybe like a precious metal Monday or something is an idea that I'm, I'm rolling around just because I do see so much opportunity in the precious metal space. Uh, I'm going to get into copper here. There's definitely some factors that play just specifically to copper, but we're going to start with more macro factors and macro trends, which will pay, play a factor in all the precious metals, like gold, silver, um copper aluminum everything all these commodities and precious metals that are all going to see a rise from these macroeconomics uh, circumstances and that's what i'm going to get into first and then we'll look at the copper specific because this is a copper episode um basically in the next three to five years longer than that honestly next 15 years i'm very bullish on copper i think it's a great place to put money like if you're looking for an investment not just a trade per se um you're looking to invest in capital for a longer term hold to move for the future, I think copper is a great, a great spot. Um, we'll just get in with some of the macro factors on all the precious metals. And, and it's a, it's a main, it's a general reason. The reason that everyone's so bullish on, I shouldn't say everyone, but the reason most people are so bullish on these precious metals, myself included, is just due to the money printing. You see it, you see what's happening right now. Joe Biden just put a 1.9 trillion, that's trillion of the T dollar stimulus package forward to go to the Senate and go to Congress. Who knows if that will pass? He slapped some other things in there too, like the $15 minimum wage. I'm not going to get political, but there's some reasons that one might not pass. But we've seen how much stimulus here in the past. Um, we've seen a $900, $900 billion bill passed that they're waiting for and they're looking to add to and they're looking to add with 1.9 trillion so who knows if we get that much but there's clearly more to come in the states canada's in the same boat in europe they're printing money as well um like 30 percent of the u.s money supply has been printed in the last year and a half 30 percent of all dollars in circulation have come about in the last 18 months so you just think about the type of inflation that leads to and people think of inflation as the price of milk going up and things like that but true inflation is the money printing true inflation is the increase in money supply if you had a dollar 18 months ago and there's 30% more dollars, well, inherently your dollar is worth 30% less now just due to the fact that there's more money. There's more money out there to buy things. You know, it'll drive prices up. Things like, and that's why precious metals will have such a good run. Things like precious metals and, and real estate, things that are real assets, they're going to hold value. They have an intrinsic value. You can make things with them. Um, other commodities like wheat, if you're in the agriculture sector, wheat, canola, soybeans, corn, we can do things with these. We can eat these products. We can process them into food. They have an intrinsic value. We need a certain amount to feed people. So if you print triple the money, the value is going to go up triple as much because we'll still need the same rough amount of money. In, in relativity to the amount of money and wealth that is out there to, to use this to eat. The percentage of income you're going to spend on food and those things are, are still going to stay relatively stable for middle-class people and, and lower-class people. That's majority of people. This is the majority of mouths to feed. The same is true for precious metals. When you crank up the money supply, when you keep printing more money, inherently the price needs to go up. So that's when you're looking at stocks. I guess you're looking at uh, gold stocks, silver stocks, copper stocks. These are the miners, right? When something that they're mining is worth more now, if they were making a 3% to 7% profit margin and then what they're pulling out of the ground has now doubled in price, well, obviously their profit margins are going up. It's not costing them too much more to drill and to do the mining. So these are the these are the stocks you're going to want to look at. And, and when you're talking about copper or all precious metals, this is what we're looking at. So that's why I'm bullish on precious metals in general. When we switch more to the copper and why I see copper as being a great investment, I think copper has a lot of macro 
copper has a lot of macroeconomic trends in its favor. One, obviously the money printing, that's what I feel like with every precious metal. But copper specifically, there's some more issues with copper or uh, tailwinds with copper that could keep pushing it higher. Um, one would be, and I know Tech Resources, the ticker is T-E-C-K. They've actually done a marketing program on this. I've seen it on LinkedIn. I've seen some uh, Facebook ads on this. Copper's antimicrobial. So what that means is um, germs and things can't live on it. So they're they're having a push in this marketing campaign to replace subway railings, you know, public doors and door handles and things that people touch in the wake of COVID, you know, the railings on subways that you hold on to, to replace all these with copper. And they're pushing all major cities to do things like this to spread or to slow the spread of germs. And this is their marketing ploy to say, hey, copper can be used for more. Um, and maybe it's a little more expensive than what they're using now with like aluminum or things like that, other metals. Copper might be a little bit more pricey, but we just had a pandemic. And I think now is the perfect time to push this marketing campaign and to push this and say, hey, when you're looking at infrastructure updates, we, we want copper. We want something that's going to slow the spread of a pandemic. It's going to be more hygienic. It's going to keep our people safer and healthier and our populations healthier. I think it's a great marketing program by them. And if that does pick up wind, like that's a great reason why we'll need more copper moving forward. The other major, major uh, reason copper could go up would be uh, just electric power. So start with electric vehicles. Um, electric vehicles need three to four to five times as much copper as an internal combustion vehicle, which would be the standard gas or diesel. Um, that's about 180 pounds of copper per vehicle, per electric vehicle. So you look at this and, and the rise we've had, everyone knows what's happened to Tesla. It's gone crazy lately. That's just everything in the EV space. All these electric vehicle companies, everything in the EV space is taking off. They need copper. They'll need a ton of copper. Tesla pro projects 180,000 to a million Teslas in 2021 and to keep increasing through 2025. That's where their forecasts are at. 180 pounds of copper per vehicle, right? So just do some simple math on that, right? Like we're going to see tons of growth as far as copper needed in the vehicle space. We're moving forward. Other companies are the same. You look at these major major uh, automakers. Ford has a new, four new CEOs since 2014. Why do they keep changing CEOs? Because they're missing the mark. Everyone knows electric vehicles are the future. That's what we're moving to. These CEOs aren't doing it. They're not competing with Tesla. There's other reasons for that, which I could get into in a different time. We're not going to get that into that now. But they're not succeeding and competing with places like Tesla or these electric vehicle companies. Tesla, the main one. That's, we'll just stick with them. But they're not doing a good job. They're not competing well. They're being replaced. Four CEOs since 2014. There's new CEOs in BMW, Volkswagen, Mercedes. All these German manufacturers switch CEOs because they're missing their mark. They're not creating any buzz in the EV space. They're not, nobody looks at them and says, oh, yeah, BMW has all the best electric vehicles. Everyone thinks Tesla. They're killing them. We're going to keep moving this way. And just the way they're built, it's not the way Tesla builds them. It's the way EVs are made. Copper is conducive to electricity that's what we need we need it for all electric or electrified systems and infrastructure cars included so you look at that and then you look at what, what would happen if we did all start driving electric vehicles think of the charging stations we need think of the infrastructure changes we would have to see you see this in la there's tesla charging stations all over imagine if that was like on a global scale charging stations all over the place that's a ton more electricity what does electricity need it needs copper it needs aluminum and these other things as well but copper is the main metal you need for electrifying infrastructure. The more electric vehicles we see, the more, more we're going to see this as a push forward. And that's the next, that leads right into the next point of it's not just vehicles, it's everything. Um, according to the U.S. Energy uh, Information Administration, uh, for, electric, for power generation, 
or for electricity generation, sorry, the generation of electricity, only 17% came from renewables, 20% from nuclear power, 23% from burning coal, and 38% from burning natural gas. We need to see these renewables go up. Everyone knows that. Everyone's committing to climate change issues. Everyone's committing to more green energy. We don't have the infrastructure in place. 17% with solar and wind. That's what we're seeing. You know, we're going to need to see a ton of these more set up and, and storage. You know, people have these solar panels. They're great for direct power, but we need more battery storage. That requires copper. That requires this infrastructure of these battery storage systems that will have a ton of copper laced in them to store this power. So you look at the next 15 years, if we're going to have this growth in wind, this growth in solar, macro solar, micro solar, all this, um, Wood McKenzie's done some estimates on this. They're a research group. And the middle ground road for growth for this, and this is middle estimates, would mean 24 million tons of copper per year over the next 15 years. So that's double what we have now. There's about 20. It was just over 20 to 21. I think the peak was 24 million tons of copper back in 2017, 2018, when we saw more of a boom in these precious metals, the last one. So we need to go more than double. And if you run those estimates, that would require 1.7 trillion in new mining infrastructure and new investments in mining. In comparison to there was 600 billion in the last mining surge from 2005 forward to 2018 in this China super cycle, the other huge mining surge. So three times the investment needs to be there. And how, how do we think we're going to make that profitable? You know, you, to make people invest money in this industry, you need to make it profitable. And it's not like it's something that we don't need. We need the copper. We need the copper to make this happen. So there needs to be a way to make this profitable that people will want to start mining. And just from estimates that I've been reading and then from what I've been listening to, to engineers and, and solar engineers and things like that, we would need something like $5 copper to get the investment we need, to have enough money in the copper space, to have people want to take on these mining projects and push forward. You know, we're at like high $3 range right now, we would need to see at least $5 copper. So not only are we going to be drilling twice as much, we're going to see the price increase by, you know, roughly 60% here um, to feed these estimates. So if you're looking at an industry over the next 15 years, double the mining needs to happen, double the copper needs to be pulled to the ground and sold, and it needs to go at a higher price, right? We were at like close to $2 copper a year ago. So you look at the surge there. Once these earnings start hitting these companies, I think this is the best space to have your money. You know, this is when we're going to see these 100, 200, 300% earnings or 300% uh, growth in these companies over the next five or so years. So if you're looking for a place to park cash, I mean, all precious metals are great. And you'll hear, you'll hear a lot of buzz about gold, but these are the reasons why I really love copper. Um, personally, I think copper is the way to go. It just, if anything, I mean, I mean, there's cobalt, there's aluminum, there's other metals that are required for sure in, in electric vehicles and just electric infrastructure for sure. But copper is the main one and it's the most easy to research and I guess easy to understand. It's, it's a little bit tougher. There's not as much cobalt needed. It's kind of a specialty mining operation. Um, I would start to look at copper. I'm going to do another podcast on copper um, maybe later this week or Monday if I do just something like the precious metals Monday situation. I'm going to start naming some names that I like and just, just some mines that I think will blow up. But look at the way these have rolled over. We saw the copper price roll over here a little bit. Um, it's going to bounce back and this is a buying opportunity for me. It might even go a little bit lower in the in the near future i would say start to get in here you might be 10 percent underwater and you're thinking like oh shit like why, why did i do this if you hold for three years there's not a chance you're going to lose money on these things if you pick a good index or you pick a spread your money across a few miners don't just put everything into one miner they could come up dry on on one of their mining sites and, and that could have a huge effect on it but if you're spreading your cash across a bunch of copper miners you're not going to lose money in the next three to five years it's a great place to park cash 
Um, I'm going to continue to recommend it. I'm going to look at starting the Precious Metals Monday uh, episodes, and we'll keep reviewing this. Gold, silver as well. I'm bullish on all of them. But here's my initial review for copper and just why I think that's going to continue to go higher because it's a great place to park cash. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you all again, um, and thanks for listening.